I do want women to know that there is an alternative to suppressing their bodies with hormones, that they can see their body as a good and they can live in that body holistically. Totally. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Join co-hosts Jamie Rauchy and Teresa Kenny as they educate women about the beauty of the feminine design and empower women to take charge of their health. They're going to be so amazing. You're going to be so empowered by understanding your feminine genius and your hormone genius. I don't think I could live my whole life knowing this and not sharing it with anyone. everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Genius Podcast. I am so excited today to be interviewing a dear friend of mine, um, Kelsey Umphen. Uh, So Teresa does not know Kelsey, so we get to like really dig in and get to know a bit about Kelsey and her story. I know about Kelsey's story, which is why I was so excited to invite her to um, be interviewed. And it's a story that I think a lot of women experience. Um, And I think uh, Kelsey's strength in this story is her ability to explain it, but also her ability to be very encouraging, to take that role of uh, empowerment, to be empowered, to understand your body. Kelsey and I know each other. I'm going to actually let her introduce herself here real quick. Um, Our story on how our paths cross is like very funny and cool. Uh, So I'm going to let her just start. Kelsey, do you want to introduce the world like, who are you, Kelsey? And how do we know each other? <laughs> yes. Hello, world. Um, yeah, thanks for inviting me to be on this podcast. Um, super exciting opportunity. Um, so as Jamie said, my name is Kelsey Umphen. I live in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Um, I have two older siblings, so I'm the youngest in my family. I have a niece and three nephews, so I like to think that I'm a cool aunt. <laughs> a lot of fun with that. And I went to the University of Northern Iowa and I graduated in 2016 and started working at a local nonprofit, the Job Foundation here in the Cedar Valley and um, teaching financial literacy to low-income students. So I've been there for four years ever since I graduated from college and yeah, like like Jamie said, I, I've had a passion for women's health for a long time now, just through my own personal experience and my story and um, learning more uh, through Jamie and, and Guiding Star. Um, it's really been empowering and, and a learning experience that um, I want everyone to hear about. So thanks again for the invite. Okay. So I just want to share real quick, a really cool thing world. Okay. So Kelsey is going to give her like a little like spotlight moment here. Okay. So funny story. God is so good. There's going to be times in your life where you see the same person in your life over and over and over. Like you just see him and maybe they've always been around like at church and other places, but you see him at the restaurant, you see him at the mall, you see him on the street, yada, yada. I always believe that's God saying that person, you need to talk with them. There's something about them that like you need to know. So I was at a fundraiser for uh, a local um, pregnancy center. Um, here I'd go every year and I was always really excited about the work they were doing. And I remember this one year in particular, the event was so organized and beautiful and awesome. And I'm like, who organized? this event because at that time I was praying in my heart and soul about getting a guiding star center started. And we were thinking about what our first fundraiser would look like. So I was like, Oh my gosh. So as the director 
um, you know, was making a big deal. Like, thank you so much to Kelsey who organized this event. Kelsey came up to the front. She was a college student. And I'm like, I need to find her. Mm -hmm. So months go by, we're thinking about our own fundraiser and I'm thinking about Kelsey. Like, I, but I don't know her name. I can't remember who she is. And then one day randomly at the coffee shop, she just walks right on in literally minutes after I was just thinking about her and right then and there totally freaked her out. I'm like almost a stranger, although I had met her once before. Um, and I'm like, you need to be in my life. <laughs> I need you, but don't be freaked out by me, but I'm pretty sure you're supposed to help me. So anyway, she, has helped plan our galas since. <laughs> so wow. she's been on the board of directors um, of Guiding Star Seer Valley. It was such an amazing, like just, you are just an amazing person, Kelsey, with a beautiful heart oh. to serve, but also just very like diligent and detail oriented. So there we go. That's what I wanted to say. Um, Cause <laughs> Trace again, doesn't know how, you know, our, this like meeting happened between you and I, it's how we know each other. Pretty amazing. And I was not freaked out, Jamie, for the record. <laughs> okay. I was excited to see you too. Cause like you said, we had met before, um, real briefly. And I, I had been thinking about you as well, wanting to get connected. So I, yeah, that's how God works. He yeah. just makes it happen. He does. Okay. Ladies, listen, here's the thing. If when you listen to our podcast or there's people in your heart and life that move you, and you just, if you can't get it out of your head, you just, it doesn't escape you. Something that you constantly think about, something that maybe makes you really convicted or frustrated, like about the, the world or whatever. If it doesn't leave you, I really believe that's God speaking to you. And especially if the same person like pops into your mind or in your life several times, you know, be bold and reach out. That's my little thing I want to say. Okay. Enough about that. But I wanted the world to hear that really cool story. Kelsey. Tell us a little bit about your kind of what brought you to the world of caring about women's health and how that applies maybe even to your own experience as a young woman. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Um, my own personal story. Um, I, I started my, um, my cycles as a young teenager, um, pretty fairly regular, um, and in high school, um, my periods became irregular. I would get a period maybe twice a year. And um, I didn't really care too much about that <laughs> at the time until I did get my period. And then it felt pretty awful, you know, heavy, lots of cramps. And um, so that just wasn't fun. Um, but my, my senior year of high school, um, I decided, okay, yeah, I've never had a gynecologist checkup. You know, maybe this is something that I, I need to look into. Um, so I did, and I met with a nurse practitioner and she told me that irregular cycles are really common. And, um, she prescribed uh, birth control for me. And I remember being confused about that. Um, I think I was like 17. I didn't know much about women's healthcare at all. Like I said, this was my first gynecology appointment. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I kind of asked her some questions. You know, I told her, well, I'm not, you know, sexually active. So I don't feel like I need birth control. I just want to know why my cycles aren't 
happening every month. Um, but she said lots of women take birth control pills for reasons other than birth control. Um, and that this was really common. Um, and I asked about any side effects that I might have. Um, and she said that there's been lots of research and studies on birth controls. It's been around for a while now and just kind of assured me that, um, that I shouldn't have any side effects from it. She said, if anything, it will clear your acne. And I remember being slightly offended because <laughs> I didn't have like bad acne a little bit. I was 17, you know, so it's like, okay, I didn't come to you about my acne, but uh-huh. great. So, um, I, I didn't really know what else to do besides start taking birth control. Um, and so I was still in high school at this point and, um, I remember, interestingly enough, my first side effect that I experienced was acne, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which was exactly what she told me wouldn't happen. Um, And it was it wasn't just like teenager acne. It was kind of painful. Um, So I just kind of suffered through that for a few months and it just wouldn't go away. And I, I did a little bit of research and learned that this could be a side effect of birth control and it had just started when I started taking the pill. So I called my nurse practitioner again and she said, um, well, yeah, there's different brands of birth control and there's, you know, name brand, which is more expensive or you can, you know, get an off brand, which is what I prescribed to you. So I said, well, is there anything else besides like birth control pill that I could try to get my cycles regular and, Um, she told me, you know what, this is your best option. Let's just try a different brand of birth control. So I said, okay. And I got on a different brand and, um, started taking that. And at this point I was going into college, a big transition in my life. And, um, the, the acne had subsided. And, and by the way, during this whole time, while I'm on the pill, it seemed like I was getting my period, um, every month and, so I felt like that was solving that issue. But um, on this different type of um, birth control pill, um, there was a different kind of side effect that can go unnoticed. It was very subtle, but I struggled emotionally, um, which now looking back, it makes a lot of sense because it affects your hormones and so that makes sense. But at the time I really didn't understand what was going on. I had highs and lows, but my lows were really low. And as a college student, you know, going through a lot of transition and trying to make new friends and just lots of changes, um, then this added layer of emotional, um, stress was really difficult. So anyway, so I, um, I think I was on, the pill for a couple of years, about two years. Um, and then I, I became really passionate as a college student about, um, the pro-life movement. Um, so I joined our, um, campuses right to life group, um, became very active in that. I volunteered at our local pregnancy center and just started through those avenues, learning about women's health. Um, and I met a friend in college who shared with me her, similar experience that she had. She also uh, struggled with irregular cycles. Um, And no one had ever 
told, no one else had ever really told me about that. I thought that I was, I had heard that it was common, but um, I don't know. Um, my friends and I in high school, we just didn't talk about it. And so when I met this friend in, in college and she shared that similar experience with me, um, I thought, oh, okay, so I'm not the only one. Um, and she um, shared with me, she said, yeah, you know, a lot of doctors and nurses will just prescribe birth control pill. That doesn't actually like solve the issue. Um, and I said, my nurse prescribed birth control pill. That's, that's what I'm taking right now. So she kind of opened my eyes to um, how a lot of women do experience side effects. Um, and she explained synthetic hormones, which I had never heard that term before. I didn't know that that's what I was putting into my body. Um, so she sent me some resources and I looked into it and I, I thought, that's it. I'm just going to stop taking the pill. This emotional roller coaster is not worth it. And I don't want to put synthetic hormones into my body. That's just not something that I want to do. Um, and so I, I stopped taking the pill and I went back to, um, my nurse practitioner. I don't know why, I, but I went back to her and, um, I, I told her that I decided to stop taking the pill. This is not what I want to do. And I told her, I said, I'm hearing that there are ways to just kind of naturally get to know your cycle. Um, is there anything that I can do naturally to help regulate my menstrual cycles? And she told me no, that this was the option for me. Um, and so at that point, I just left um, because I I knew I didn't want to be on the pill. I, I just knew, I knew that there was a way, that there had to be a more natural way. But I felt very confused and kind of broken, you know, like, okay, something's wrong with my body. And she's telling me the only way that can fix it is if I take these synthetic hormones and that doesn't feel right. Um, so yeah. So when I had stopped taking the pill, then, um, my period stopped again, um, and was back to the same irregular cycle issues. Um, and Jamie, actually, the first time that we met was when I was in college. So my my Right to Life group um, had invited Jamie as a guest speaker on campus. And so that's how I first met Jamie, because um, we invited her to come and speak on um, fertility awareness and hormones. And I had never really heard of these terms very often anyway. And so I was really interested. And, um, Jamie, when you gave your presentation, I, my mind was blown. I mean, I had never learned about the, the, um, cycle that women have and how our hormones work together. That was something that I was never taught in school or, um, nobody ever told me about that. I thought it was amazing and beautiful too. I thought, wow, you know, my body is a lot more beautiful than what I thought. I mean, this is just incredible how, how this works. Um, so anyway, that's how, that's how we first met. And I just thought your presentation was amazing, Jamie. And I, I learned so much. So, um, yeah. And, um, fast forward, as Jamie said, we, 
ran into each other. Um, God placed us together in that, in that coffee shop, which was really awesome. And, and I got involved in, in guiding star and, um, started, uh, meeting with Jamie to chart my cycles. I opened up to Jamie and told her what I was going through, um, was still trying to find a way to, um, figure out what was going on with my irregular cycles. Um, so started learning more about how that works and we use the Creighton method. Mm-hmm. And so I started charting and kind of crazy. The first month that I started charting, I got my period <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and we thought, wow, this is interesting. And, um, Jamie had told me something about omega threes and how that's hard to get in your, in your daily diet, you know? So, you know, you had told me to try eating avocados and, um, uh, flaxseed, chia seeds, fish, things like that, that are high in omega threes. And I thought I've never had an avocado before. I don't know if I like them, but I took your, I took your suggestion, Jamie, and I started putting them in my smoothies and stuff. And, um, so, yeah, since I got my period right away, we thought, well, we'll just see what happens next month, you know, cause usually they're irregular. And ever since I started charting, I've had, um, a menstrual cycle every month and it's been three and a half years. Um, so I just think like the whole idea of getting to know my own body has been so empowering. Um, to know how my fertility cycle actually works and to know about these hormones. I don't know everything. There's so much more. Um, I'm not an expert by any means, but I have the basic knowledge of how a cycle is created and how it works and my unique body because every woman is, is unique. So, so yeah, I, I really felt, um, cared for Jamie when I was meeting with you because you know, instead of you telling me, oh, this is this is your only option, you time with me and you asked me a lot of questions about my body and taught me things how I can track cervical mucus and how cervical mucus can tell you things even about your stress level. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, it, it was empowering. So that's kind of where my passion comes from through that's my story. And, um, just wanting, um, other women to, to hear it because I'm, I'm guessing I'm not the only one out there. Experiences. You are not the only one, Kelsey. A lot of people will resonate with that story. I think a lot of people will be jealous that like it only took charting and some avocados to get your cycle <laughs> problems fixed. I'm like, man, I'd take that any day for a patient. So that's pretty incredible. Um, and it's almost like your body was like, you're giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to know yourself. And I don't know, like it uh, unleashed something in you in a positive way, but that's super cool that you were able to give yourself those essential fatty acids, which are the building blocks of hormones. Basically mm-hmm. we know that, and it must've been a very missing nutrient in your diet and, um, that that simple fix was able to help. And I kind of been curious what that nurse practitioner would say, you know, hearing that story and then, you know, hearing that your cycles became regular and that it need birth control for that. So yes, that's a, that's a beautiful story, Kelsey. And I'm, I'm really happy that, um, that you were able to find the unique feminine design that God has given you. 
And I think yeah. it's awesome too. Like every time we would meet, I'd be like, okay, Kels, like what's your avocado intake? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like <laughs> one of her favorite things. Like, yes, just... it is now. I've grown to really like them. At first I thought they're kind of weird, you know, they're yeah. green and I don't know, texture is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I did not eat avocados, avocados as a child, um, nor in college. I don't think I had my first probably till out of college as well. So, mm-hmm. um, now I love them, but it is something you kind of have to like, I don't know, get used to like a lot of things like yes. coffee or beer or whatever it is. Yep. It's like, Hmm, I'm not sure I like this at first. <laughs> yeah. And now they're kind of a fad, right? Like people have avocado t-shirts and pajamas <laughs> and yeah. earrings and uh, yeah. <laughs> they're in style <laughs> oh my gosh Teresa instead of the like microphone for our logo we could have just done the avocado yeah <laughs> hilarious yeah. oh my great idea <laughs> um Kelsey so as as a young woman so you're you you graduated college you know four years ago what was it like being this pro-life woman you know still seeking and trying to understand you know your body your hormones all that but what was it like being at a university, um, in regards to your belief and the dignity of life, what was that like on campus? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it was definitely an experience that put me out of my comfort zone. Um, because I'm always more so the type of person who doesn't like to rock the boat. I don't like, um, conflict. Um, and in, um, being involved in a right to life group, or a pro-life group, um, there are people who disagree with you and very openly disagree with you. Um, and so it taught me a lot about how to have conversations with people. I learned about, um, apologetics. So, um, like a debate, but more so just asking questions and, um, trying to understand, okay, what is this that this person is thinking, why are they thinking it this way? Um, and so it, it was tough because it felt like we were kind of in the minority. Um, but I think a lot of people don't like to speak out about it. Um, and so I don't know if we really were in the minority there. Um, but the voices on the pro-choice side of campus were, they seemed louder, um, which was hard. Um, so uh, we were able to to bring in speakers to um, to chalk on sidewalks to to hold um, apologetics on campus and just have conversations with people. Um, so there are some really hard times, and then there are also some really just sweet moments to, um, like just random people that I would meet random students on campus that I would meet cause they knew who, who I was and what we were doing. And one young woman came up to me and said, thank you for what you're doing. Um, I was conceived in rape and everyone told my mom, mm-hmm. you know, that they wouldn't judge her if, um, she had an abortion, but I'm so glad that my mom chose life for me and it was hard for her but she raised me and man, moments like that, it reminds me of the important work that we're doing. And it's, it's not for people, it's for the Lord, because these are God's children and the most vulnerable state is, is in the womb. And also learning, um, when I was volunteering at a pregnancy center, um, 
just um, meeting women in that moment of crisis and understanding why this is a crisis moment for women um, and how to talk to women and pray for them in that time, that really hard time. And then also um, women who are struggling because of a past abortion um, and how can we provide resources for them and, and support them and be there for them because that's what we need to do. We need to come together and be there for each other. So I guess to answer your question, Jamie, it, it was tough as a young woman. Um, but also being on campus, it did provide opportunities to just meet a lot of people that I never would have otherwise met. Yeah, that's um, it's really important to get to the point of relationships with people. Because a lot of times, like when we hear about this issue, we hear a lot of just rhetoric a lot of words, a lot of shouting sometimes. And this is about, this is about women. This is about men. This is about families. And it's about their needs, their desires, what's in their heart. And if we don't speak at that level of who they are individually, that people that are actually going through it, mm -hmm. then we're not getting to the heart of the issue. Do you Kelsey, um, cause a lot of people and you know, I've come to see this just more and more as I practice that a woman kind of understanding their fertility and this whole idea of fertility awareness and um, appreciating kind of the design of our bodies and our hormones. Do you feel like that is kind of a bridge you could say to women kind of being open to the gift of life, to the dignity of life, because they are able to connect to their own body as life giving Absolutely. Yeah. Um, to know how, um, beautiful the design is, um, just, um, shows how miraculous the pregnancy is and how beautiful a, a pregnancy is. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Our, our fertility is, is a part of who we are, um, and understanding our bodies is, um, really important. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it teaches women a lot about um, themselves. And, and also, I think um, when you're empowered with that knowledge, you also have resources and people. You've probably built relationships with people who could help you if you do end up in a crisis pregnancy situation. Um, but, yeah, I think it increases the, the value of it, definitely. Like pulls it all together. It, yeah. It all makes sense. You know, there's sometimes what I get a lot is with uh, charting and fertility awareness. If I'm speaking at a church or at a school or whatever, and they're like, oh, you know, fine, but I'm not Catholic. So I'm not gonna <laughs> you know, like uh, pretty sure that it's not just for Catholics. It's for like any woman. And so what I've noticed in my ex professional experience um, is that there always seems to be this idea that if I'm in camp A, then I can't understand my body and chart the cycle. And I think that's getting better. I don't think that that's as schismed anymore. Praise God for that. Uh, but mm -hmm. it's so interesting. The number of times I, I was told that I'm like, how in the world? And so often I think about how, you know, and people always laugh when I say this, but our uterus doesn't have a religion. 
and it doesn't have a political affiliation at all. And so anytime I get into any sort of conversation where there seems to be a dividing line, um, this could be a tip for anyone listening. And you're like, I don't know how to like answer this. Just, you just say, you know, our uterus doesn't know, like they don't know our belief system. It just, it's an organ in our body and it works as it should. And so um, would you say that there seems to be, and I think it is getting better, but is like fertility awareness now, do you feel like it's kind of trending amongst your friends or do you still feel like it's very unknown? I think it's starting to trend. Um, I have a lot of um, friends, both married and single. Um, and there are a lot of fertility awareness apps out there, a lot of different apps. And I know technology is a big deal now. Um, so that makes it really easy. And I think um, a lot of um, my friends anyway will start using one of those apps just so that they can know when their period is going to come. And then just like inadvertently, they start learning about their cycle that way. Like, oh, there's this thing called cervical mucus. Oh, I'm supposed to track that? Okay, because that just kind of comes out um, through the app. So I think technology has really helped in in that area. And um, so, yeah, I don't know the numbers, but I, I do think that the trend is going up and, um, I have a lot of friends who are using some form of that, um, to just kind of track their, their own cycles. And, um, yeah, like you said about, um, Catholics, I'm not Catholic. And, um, when I, um, sometimes I'm talking about this to other people, they, they mentioned that too, Jamie, well, I'm not Catholic. Like, isn't that like the rhythm method? Right. And I tell them, no, it's totally different from rhythm. I mean, this is about your unique body and it really empowers you and teaches you about your body because mm -hmm. your fertility might be a little bit different from someone else's fertility. Mm -hmm. Um, so to learn about that is, is really important. So yeah, I, I hope it's becoming a trend. I think that it is from, from what I've been hearing. Yeah, I think you're right, Kelsey, about the, the menstrual tracking apps. It definitely has opened up since everybody has a smartphone in your generation. You know, it's just kind of common for younger girls to be tracking their periods, at least. Um, I always like have a caveat with it, though, because there's so many menstrual tracking apps and the vast, vast majority of them do not predict the fertile window. And so there's a lot of education still that needs to go into that for women, just knowing like, okay, your phone in a sense, yeah, it can help you know when your next period is going to come, but it doesn't exactly know it. And that is more based on what we see in our bodies, not what the phone tells us it sees because it can't tell us that. Right. So in some ways the phone is actually more like the rhythm method mm -hmm. technology, even though it's in smartphone technology. So if anybody wants to know the apps that actually do predict the fertile window, the organization uh, called FACTS, uh, which was started by Dr. Marguerite Duane, actually has studied all of the menstrual tracking apps that were at least available in 2015 to try to figure out which ones actually do predict the fertile window. Now, I'm not saying people shouldn't use a menstrual tracking app. I just think you have to know, again, it's just all education, limitations, understanding our body is truly looking at our own biological markers, seeing our own cervical mucus and inputting that information, not letting the phone tell us, hey, you're seeing cervical mucus today. And you're like, um, I'm not really. <laughs> 
You know what this thing you think of every single time people talk about um, apps on their phone, like what you just said, Teresa, which is a hundred percent true. Like don't let the app tell you when you're noticing mucus or anything else. I think about the office episode. You guys know what I'm talking about when Michael Scott is like taking the company car and he's like driving to a location and the GPS says, take a right. And then Dwight's like, keep going straight because there's a lake. And he's like, no, the GPS is telling me to take a right. And so he did. And then he, he landed the company car in the lake or the pond, whatever. And so it was hilarious to me. I'm like, that's funny. But that's like what <laughs> every time we talk about apps, I always think about that. But I agree, like, there's this there's this awareness that the apps bring. I always think to myself, if I'm ever telling someone about the, or if they're asking me, I'm saying, what's your goal? Like, is your goal to learn about your body? Is your goal to avoid pregnancy? You know, are you having a hard time achieving pregnancy? Those latter two, don't use the app. Don't use them because that's they're not going to be effective like you want them to. First one, go for it. You know, if you're a healthy young woman and you're just trying to, you're not sexually active, you're just you know, or if you are, you, you, whatever, but like, if it's more of like a awareness thing, cool, you know, but if you're trying to use or understand your cycles, then don't in my advice or opinion. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Well, Teresa, do you have any last questions before I ask the famous last question before we wrap up? I don't think so. I, um, I would guess, I guess it was just a little bit curious about, um, the Job foundation and just your work with that. And I guess give me just a little bit of like, what is the beauty and gift that you are inspiring in women in that work that you do with them? Yeah. So the Job foundation is, um, a local nonprofit and we work with kids, um, kindergarten to through 12th grade and they're all, um, low income kids in our program. Um, they're all from Waterloo and, um, we teach them financial literacy and give them tools to become financially successful. Um, so while, yeah, I work with women and, and girls, I don't, um, directly work with them only. I work with boys too. Um, and so there have been times where, you know, I build relationships with, with families and, um, you know, some, sometimes families will open up to me if they have a teenage girl, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, their teenage girl is, is starting their menstrual cycle and, you know, oh boy, here we go. And, you know, I, kind of start that conversation with them and, and see if they're, if they're open to it. Um, so I like to just share this whenever I can, when I have a relationship with someone, whether that's, um, a friend or through my job or, or family. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what we do at, at the Job Foundation. Um, I, I love working there. It's a great organization. That's beautiful. All right, Jamie, I'm ready for the last question. All right, Kelsey, what do you wish every young woman knew about her hormone genius? I wish that every woman knew about her fertility cycle, um, the beauty of it. I didn't until I was a senior in college. Um, and so I just think, man, if I had this knowledge when I was 13, um, my life would have looked different. Um, but for, for any woman to, to have this knowledge about her fertility cycle, um, that's, that's what I would say. Awesome, Kels. And then would you say that would also be your call to action for our listeners? Yeah, yeah. My call to action would be, 
if you are listening to this and you're really interested in learning more, um, ask questions, you know, do some research and um, seek out a local guiding star if there's one in your area. Um, and Jamie and Teresa, I'm sure you guys have lots of resources too. Um, so to seek out resources because the information is there. Awesome. Thank you, Kelsey. And fertilitycare.org is a fast and easy way to find a fertility care center nearby too. Um, along with sub, there's several other, um, you know, methods and things, but that's the one that we're most familiar with. Um, okay, Kelsey, thank you so much. I just know as you were speaking, there were likely so many young women um, or women really of any age who were probably nodding to themselves like, yep, yep. I mean, I've been there. You know, why was I never told? Why are my doc, like, why do doctors insist just insist, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so mm -hmm. I'm so thankful we were able to cross paths and that there was a receptivity by you as well, because there are women with rightly so, you know, we trust our doctors. So I, mm -hmm. I want to applaud you for being in tune to that intuition, which I think is, mm -hmm. a, you know, feminine strength, you know, of, of ours, of that receptivity and, and the fact that you allow that to be available to you. And when so many women, and I know through different seasons of all of our lives, we shut that part down a little bit. Yeah. So I just applaud you for being open and receptive, knowing that there was something else. So good job, Kels. Thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Um, and, you know, enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy your family. Enjoy just all your beautiful friends and family, you know, people that you get to shine this light on to. So thank you, Kelsey. Yes. Thank you so much. I had so much fun today. Thanks for listening to the Hormone Genius Podcast. Please remember to share our podcast with your friends and family and also follow us on social media. If you were not aware, we have a YouTube channel. So if you could like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay in the loop with all of our latest episodes, we would appreciate that. Thank you so much for your support. We are excited to journey alongside you as you discover the beauty and the genius of your hormones.